What's up, guys? This is Sorg. Big Daddy shit in the hizzy. We're gonna tell you about our group, Crap, because it doesn't matter. That's right, it doesn't matter. On iTunes, cdbaby.com, and check out all our stuff, including our Crap TV DVDs and online videos at www.monkeyflingspoo.com. We got special guests on that album, including our boy Dr. Espling, 8 Bit, and MCLB himself. And check out our concert calendar to see when we're playing in your area. What's that address? www.monkeyflingspoo.com Poo poo! Alright, yo, this is Tunnel I Reed, aka Toa from American Gladiators, and you are listening to the Wrestling Spayhem Show. Alright, we're back with part two. That's right, part two, not part one, part two. There wouldn't be a part two without part one, so make sure you download it and listen to part one. Alright, here we go. Now on to the Wrestling Mayhem Crew. What's up, guys? We are back. Again, if you missed part one, well, you should go download that shit. Episode 112 for Tax Day, April 15th, 2008. And uh, we just had a crazy-ass first half uh, with, well, we meant to just talk to Michael the Bummer facade, but Jimmy D butted in. And, uh, and we know you're out there. I know you're across the street watching me. <laughs> I know you are. Uh, and looks like we got another caller. We got... Hello? Hey, this is Chris LaRusso calling in, and I've got a, uh, a Jimmy DeMarco story that I know everybody out there is just going to absolutely love to hear. Okay, man. Hold on a second. Let me check your volume real quick. All right, go ahead and hit us with it. All right, here's it. All right, we're in uh, Black Diamond. We're, we're somewhere in West Virginia. And um, Jimmy, Mickey, and Marshall, uh, the last time they'd been at Black Diamond, had actually caused so much heat and had gotten the crowd so riled up that they weren't allowed back in the building. So what they had to do is they had to sneak the three in in masks, in these, like, luchador masks. So they, they sneak them in the back with, with the luchador masks on. And uh, I think Jimmy was dressed like a clown or something. I, I, I forget. It was, uh, but his mask switch was very interesting. So they sneak him in. They show up. They cause all kinds of, of you know, heat. They're just, you know, and they hate these guys. And so Jimmy has a match later on that show. He's working with Dash Bennett. And um, they're in the ring. Dash has got Jimmy in a headlock. When someone from the crowd actually throws shit into the ring, actual waste was huh. thrown at Jimmy DeMarco and Nash Bennett. Now, now, I need to clarify, this is a completely separate story than the jelly beans on Chuck Roberts' head story, right? Yeah, this is, yeah, this, yeah I, I know that a lot of Jimmy DeMarco's stories do somehow involve shit at some point, but uh, no, this is, a, this is a separate incident. Maybe he's the unnamed uh, member of our rap group. <laughs> you know. Uh, go ahead. And the funny thing was, is that Nash has got Jimmy in the headlock, and both of, and he's kind of like, they're both kind of scooting closer to the poo to actually confirm the fact that, wow, someone actually just threw shit at us. And it was funny, because they're both kind of like peeking over, both still in the headlock, and they're like, oh my god, that, that actually is shit. So... And I, I told Dash and, and Jimmy after this, like, well, people have been shitting on your matches for years. First time <laughs> someone actually did it, though. So. Yeah. 
I was there for that, but I don't remember. I didn't see the shit. I seen. They're, they're, ask Jimmy. He'll confirm it. I mean, it, it was. Everybody started fucking up the building at the end of it. Because, like, they kicked. Yeah, because, um, I don't know. Some, I mean, those guys had so much heat that they were apparently banned from the building, but they brought them in anyway, so. So there's no more Black Diamond in that building anymore. And at the end of the show, all the Black Diamond wrestlers came out and were, like, throwing the chairs against the wall. Messing up the whole building. So it was a very rock star exit, huh? Yeah, they never yeah, went it was back. A crazy thing, that was actually my first. That was my first show at Black Diamond, <laughs> and I and I walked in and I'm like, "What the hell have I gotten myself into? People are throwing shit at them. They're yelling at the building owner. There's kids running around with those shoes on. And this is your kind of place, right? Yeah. Maybe I don't know. It was it was just for it was a lot for a first show and. It was just, uh, I mean, it was, it was a decent building, too, which was kind of a shame that, you know, they, they had to, you know, get thrown out, but... Yeah, especially the one that they moved to. <laughs> yeah, I, I I don't know. I mean, this, this is why Jimmy DeMarco can't have nice things. <laughs> he just ruins, he ruins everything. He, you know, you give him a belt, he, uh... What, what, what is, he what is smashes it with that a chair. I can't really see it, so... Rude does stop me from power driving Chuck Roberts' sister on a dance floor bucket. Well, that's a completely other story. I don't think he, he doesn't remember this incident at all, but a bucket. Yeah, I remember uh, you asking about it when he was on the show last time. Yeah, he doesn't remember it at all, but we're at Buckhead. It was, it was after, what, what the hell was it after? It wasn't a show, but it was something where everyone was out. I don't, I don't remember. Anyway, everyone's out, and Chuck Roberts, um, what? Uh, oh yeah, Fist of the Vampire. That's it. Okay, it's that the the movie uh, thing. They're, one of the local indie guys, uh, Brian Anthony, was in a movie, and it was the movie premiere that night. That's why everyone was out. So, but yeah, the Jimmy is he, he's had a few drinks, you know, and he's uh, Chuck Roberts is talking to a few young ladies, as Chuck is prone to do. You know, Chuck Chuck, Chuck loves the ladies, and the ladies love Chuck. And in the middle of it. Jimmy DeMarco runs over and starts cutting, I think it was like a Stone Cold Steve Austin promo on one of the girls that <laughs> Chuck is talking to. And he's cut this promo on her, and like, they're kind of laughing it off. And all of a sudden, Jimmy grabs the girl and goes to like pick her up. And me and, I think it was, um, I don't know, me and Chuck and someone else grabbed it was like, okay, that's enough. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, so that that these are the, the kind of fun things that happen when you hang out with Jimmy DeMarco. Hmm. You just have to be you have to be ready for for whatever's going to happen. So, but I just with with Jimmy around, I just had to I just had to to share this. So. That was a good story. She, he says Chuck ordered him to do it. Chuck ordered him to do it. I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't put it past Chuck, but I don't know. Chuck may have said something. I don't think Chuck would order the pile driving of a woman. So, speaking of Chuck, uh, I know you probably caught Chuck driving to uh, the Brutus the Beefcake uh, entrance music after the show the other night. No. You didn't see him in the middle of the ring dancing to that? No, I missed it. He was digging the hell out of Brutus Beefcake's uh, uh, entrance music after after he won. 
uh, it was. I hope that's on the DVD. I didn't even know that Chuck Roberts knew who I was, and just the last IWC show, I'm like chilling in the parking lot or something. He's like, "Hey, King Frown, come here and like help me move this." <laughs> I had to like help him put speakers in his car or something. Put me to hey, work. Everyone knows who King Frown is now. I mean, your your, your CD has become uh, infamous. <laughs> just uh, how fans. many people have his CD out there? Oh God, I don't. I have it. Yeah, Jimmy. I mean, people do. People listen to it on the wrestling road trips uh, when we're when we're going to shows. We sometimes uh, it's that. It's you know what? What? I mean, because it, it's different. It, it's certainly different. Thanks, um, man. Uh, but I know a lot. I mean, you, you gave a couple to some of the IWC guys. I don't know how Kingston got one. I don't either. I didn't give it to him. I don't know. Oh, but but somehow Eddie Kingston got got a hold of one of your CDs. That's it. I'm coming with a box of them at Super Indy. That's crazy. <laughs> and next, if you, next time you run into Eddie Kingston, run up to him and tell, and tell him you're King Crown. He'll, he'll get a kick out of it. Definitely I will. He's the champion of uh, Mid-South. IWA Mid-South. Yeah, I, I don't know. I haven't, I haven't seen Kingston in a while. but you know, he, he swung by PWX a couple months ago, but... Yeah, um, I think I've only seen him once in IWC since I started watching. Yeah, I've seen him at one time. I don't think I... I don't remember ever talking he, to he him. Keeps them, he keeps pretty busy, so... Sweet, like CZW, Ring of Honor, Mid-South. He, he's pretty busy. So you're wrestling... He's in Ring of Honor now, right? I think so. I don't know. I haven't seen him at... I don't know. He hasn't been on pay-per-view yet. I know that. Because I watch all the Ring of Honor pay-per-views. What, what is Jimmy saying to the Joe Dombrowski raps? Uh... <laughs> I don't, yeah, I don't think Joe Dombrowski likes me animal. for some reason. Really? I don't know. Yeah, Brown, you need to get Dombrowski on one of your uh, as a guest uh, on one of your CDs on the yeah, next album. Maybe Dombrowski there to uh, to do uh, color commentary on your. On your I don't on think he likes CD me in the though. back talking to the wrestlers. He's like always giving me dirty looks. I think. Uh, all right, all right. I won't tie up your. Uh, did you see the TNA? Did you see TNA? The pay-per-view? No, I didn't. I, uh, I can't get uh, pay-per-views out of a cable box. Uh, we'll get that in a second. Well, thank you, Chris LaRusso, for filling it in on the truth about uh, uh, Jimmy DeMarco. You know, and the truth is stranger than fiction. I mean, there's, there's, there's stories that, that I tell you you would never believe, but you know, that, that, that's Jimmy D. He's a legend. Well, do you have any, what, what about some other stories? Do you have any <laughs> other, like, what's the sickest story? See, this, I, I, I'm, I only tell stories that I was either part of or present for. Mm-hmm. Okay. I mean, I, I don't like telling second and third hand because I'll screw it up or I'll miss a detail or, you know. Uh, no, no, it was, it was, it was Jake the Snake, not the Honky Tonk man who was doing crack with Jimmy DeMarco. No, you know, so I'll screw it up <laughs> or something. Um... But I'm trying to think who you gotta call. If you want Jimmy DeMarco's stories, call CJ. Um, oh, we had CJ on. Don't make you bleed on children, Jimmy D. That was Devious uh, D. Drake who made you bleed on children. Devious <laughs> D. Drake made you bleed on children when you decided to gig four seconds into a match, um, and and there's like it was at CWF. 
Hey, he's reading the chat with us for those that are wondering and aren't listening live. Yeah, but um, but no, I, I showed up at TWF and he's wrestling D Drake and like Brown was saying, there's um, yeah, we're, yeah, me and me and me and Jimmy have a psychic connection. We can read each other's minds. It's very disturbing. Uh, I'm sorry. So, yeah, thank you. But no, like Brown was saying, there's a bunch of little kids. I mean, like like you know, elementary school age kids. At CWF, 15 seconds into the match, bang! Jimmy is busted wide open. He's bleeding all over the place. There's children in the front. Like Jimmy does, like the head thing. Like it's it, uh, you know, the, if he had hair, he'd throw his hair back. And blood just goes everywhere on the crowd. <laughs> and you know what the thing? They pop. They pop huge for it. I mean, they're like, yeah. Oh yeah, you told the story about. It's like that. a guar show. I remember. Yeah, yeah. Some girl, like, uh, was happy that she got blood on her or something. I remember he said that in whenever you guys were talking to him. Yeah. It was more than one. Like, he made it sound like it was just one. No, he bled over a set. Over an entire, like, one side of the, of the <laughs> crowd. And he was just... And, and like I said, it was crazy. It was like, ding, ding, ding. And then he's bleeding. I mean, it, it was 50. It, had, it could have been more than, like, 30 seconds into the match. And he was... And, he's, and there's blood everywhere. So, uh, I'm trying to think if there's any other Jimmy D ones that I that I was a party to. Um, have, have you ever heard Jimmy describe his three match series with Satan? With who? With Satan. Satan? Yeah, when, when Jimmy Jimmy's had this uh, three match series with uh, Satan. I think. And um, I think I CJ was talking about that. But you, you, you need to, uh, if you're ever out and, and, he, and he has a few, so uh, you have to ask him about what happens. I mean, I, I remember that, I think it was, Ruth stopped you from that time. I stopped you from body slamming a girl in Matrix, I remember that. <laughs> uh, huh. I stopped him from doing a few things. Let's body slam someone at Matrix. Yeah, he, he tried to pull a girl down off of one of those, like, platforms that they dance on. This was a big girl. He tried to pull one of these girls off on top of him. And, uh... I've probably done some stupid things while drunk, too. It's just that nobody remembers that because Jimmy usually draws all the attention. Uh, so that's, that's one of the good things about it. No matter what you... If you ever go out drinking with Jimmy DeMarco... You do something stupid or say something stupid, no one will remember because he'll do something ten times more outrageous. So, it's one of the nice things about it's one of the nice things about when you drink with them. So, uh, I can't think of any more more good. Well, that's great. Actually, we do probably get CJ. Call, you know, get CJ or get. Um, I don't know. Ask Jimmy. Jimmy will be more than happy to tell you some crazy things. <laughs> I mean, he was he was proud of killing uh, Dan Sandwich. Uh, <laughs> so, so, I mean, there's nothing that that, that you know, he, he's he's cool with most of it. So just ask him; and he'll be he'll be more than happy to tell you. Well, in in some instances, I'm I'm kind of afraid to ask. Well, uh, just I'll tell you what: ask him after he's had like two or three drinks. You may not sleep that night. Okay. Uh, so. All right. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely entertaining. But. 
All right, man. Well, thanks again. We we, could, we do got to get to the fan mail. Make sure we fit that all in uh, this evening. All right. Like I said, I won't, I won't disturb your radio show. No problem. Any further, and uh, Jimmy D, if you're out there, don't ever change, man. Don't ever, ever change. He's out there. Thanks for asking me for your show. All right. Thanks a lot. Peace, man. Again, uh, for those who just joined us, that was Cl- Chris LaRusso. I don't know, I always fuck up his name for some reason. Uh, he uh, typically is wrestling over at PWX NWA East, uh, pwx-online.org, I believe is the address. Uh, I think it got shut off, actually. Oh, you kidding me. I don't know what the address is now, because I just... There we go. I just checked it, like, before I came to the show, and it wasn't there. Like, like the, the entire, like... There's an NWA East address, I thought. Yeah, that happened before, too. They changed it, like, just recently, and now it's already gone. Hmm. I don't know what's <laughs> That sucks. Yeah. <laughs> you gotta find their new website. Somebody needs to, uh, call their webmaster, apparently. Um, alright. So, look up PWX in about a week, and I'm sure you'll find them. Um, what are we doing? Fan mail. We, is Mad Mike not in the chat room? He just joined and he said what's up what's during up? that, that uh, interview. I wanted to talk to Santino Morello if we could get him going <laughs> about that uh, tag title that he won. You know, he's the number one contender now. That's right. <laughs> I just wanted to see how he felt about that. And I do not have any mail, guys, from, well, at least in the MySpace account. Hmm. Or somebody wants to join me to join a group. Juggalo Jamie is still flying the Sorgatron banner. Sorgatron08.com. Um, let me see. I know we got something over on Facebook. So I know Ron had messaged me uh, this week. But, um,. And while we're at it, I want to plug a friend, www.chachisays.com, since he's in there plugging his own stuff in his username. Um, Chachi here, that called in earlier, uh, his own blog, he's, uh, what, 18, day, 18 days strong writing. So, yeah. Roy Harrington, fan mail. He says, what's up, Mayhem Show, last week? I told you, uh, look for my sign on SmackDown UCW. They were on TV and they were awesome. I actually didn't, like I said, didn't get through all of SmackDown, so I don't think I caught them. Um, what's the sign? Very, Wait, what's on? Well, I think we're getting to it. Oh, uh, wrestling. I, I usually show? watch it. I, I don't know what signs he had. Um, at the very beginning, of ECW and during uh, Taker's entrance on SmackDown. I bet you guys forgot to look for them, but if you if you are DCW SmackDown, go back and check it out. I've got to say the show was awesome and our seats were awesome. The crowd started a goat chant during the Kali Big Show thing. It was great. Yeah, that was a fucked up segment. Uh, also, after SmackDown was done taping, Edge, Chavo, and the Edgeheads came out and started beating up on Undertaker. And then Big Show, Kane, and Batista came out. Eventually, Show, Taker, and Kane all had guys in the chokeslam position, and they all looked over at Batista to get him to do it. And so he did. And they all did, they all did chokeslams. Uh, and afterwards, Batista was laughing with uh, Big Show, and I know he was saying, I don't know how to do a fucking chokeslam. It was hilarious. Switching gears. Whoever was trashing on Triple H last week is a dumb shit. Just calling you out, Machiavelli. Uh, that man has carried WWE on his back, and he generates more revenue than the rest of the roster combined, except Cena. 
And to all of you that don't like Batista, fuck you, because that guy works his ass off, even if he isn't the most talented guy in the ring. Oh, and how how about Undertaker on ECW for this time for the first time ever? Also, didn't you guys say that uh, the masterpiece Chris Masters is coming to a show in Pittsburgh? What happened with that? That's all for me. Peace. Yeah, actually, Chris Masters is going to be uh, fighting Sterling James Keenan, the multi-title wing Sterling James Keenan. Keenan, sorry. Uh, let me see if I can pull up the site here. It's uh, something that's going to be called Steel City Wrestle Fest. I know Kurt Angle, Bubba the Bulldogs, on it. And we do have a poster over on WrestlingMayhemShow.com that I am trying to get to. Chris Masters is fighting SJK. Sterling James Keenan. What did I say? I thought I just said that. Yeah, I guess you did. Is this... Okay. Let me just say that Triple H and Batista suck. I'm with I'm with the the Triple H. I I'm 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 for Triple H. Yeah, I know. Huh? But uh, what's that? She likes Batista. That's fine. That's fine. You want a poster of him? I have one around here. I'm not going to use. Um, I I. I I don't hate Batista. I hate Batista. I, I don't get excited about Batista. Uh, except, you know, kind of like where this, this latest thing with Shawn Michaels is going. Um, yeah, I'm getting excited to see him get his ass kicked. And I'm all for Triple H, honestly. Triple H is just, he's just the same old stuff, man. Nothing new. He can work a match pretty good, but with how he, like, holds down people. Like, why couldn't... He beat up Umaga in so many different matches. It's ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Umaga couldn't beat him once. And, like, he has control and power, you know? He could have put him over if he wanted to. That's just one thing that pissed me off from him. But I just don't think that he should be as high as he should be. There could, should be other younger talent being pushed over him. And I think I think it's getting to that point where he is. I mean, I think he's done with running with the title. I know it was a concern a little bit ago that he was, uh, you know, too old for what he's doing. You know, to just be coming up now. Yeah, so he's, he's not, not as bad, but Batista, man, he's bad. Batista, all the moves that he does are just horrible. I mean. Not one move that I've ever seen him do is entertaining. He's a pretty typical big guy, honestly. He does a power slam, like a running uh, power slam or whatever. He just does such basic moves. And then, I don't know, he just doesn't entertain me at all. I think he sucks. And I can't believe that they push him as hard as they do. And the last pay-per-view, WrestleMania... He goes and does that Batista bomb, and it looks like Umaga like reversed it or something, like fell on top of him. Mm-hmm. He just goes and pins him. He can't even lift Umaga, man. He blotched the whole match. I would say just one move, but it was the finishing move. Mm-hmm. How are you going to blotch the finishing move and then just act like it never happened and pin him? It looked like Umaga fell on top of him, and then he pins Umaga. That was horrible. Any match that he has, I think, is not that great. Mad Mike says in the chat room, Batista, one of the most overrated guys in the business. Sad to say, and his book makes him sound uh, like a retard. His book? I heard different things from his book. His book makes him sound like an asshole, too. So, Some about him, like, fucking girls and not wanting to be with his wife and, like, not being able to stay loyal with his wife. And uh, 
he wants her to do all like the house chores and stuff. He had to leave her because she had some sickness. Did you hear that? No. His wife like got cancer or something, and he had to like he left her because of it. Because she shit. couldn't she couldn't have sex with him anymore or some shit because of her sickness. And he ended wow. up leaving her like he couldn't stay with her. That's fucked up. Yeah. I think like, I heard about like his wife was having problems. And I heard him on an interview one time that uh, the sharpshooters or no, Rocket Buster Radio. Have you ever heard of that? I heard him on Rocket Buster Radio. They were interviewing him. And they asked him, like, one question. He was such, like, a dick. He cut off the interview. They were asking him about his book. The first thing they asked him, they were like, what do you have to say to the critics of, like, you, like, somebody that doesn't like you? And the guy that was with him is like, this interview's over, blah, blah, blah. And Batista was being... He sounded like he was hopped up on drugs or something, man. He couldn't even talk, like... He had just the smallest, like, little responses to all these questions. He was the biggest dick. He, uh... He was the one that, when the his name came on the list for the pharmaceuticals, uh, when they got busted, he was the one that flipped out the most. Yeah. That's just because he's a superstar, man. They found out ways to cover it up. I heard interviews of people that used to be in, uh... OVW with him, and they mm-hmm. tell me that, like, he... They said that he was the main dude that shoots up the most. Like, I forget who I heard giving interviews about it. I think Rob Conway may, maybe even said that about him. Mm-hmm. I've heard people do interviews, and they say that dude shoots up, like, mad steroids, man. And I, you can see that he does. He's definitely got the belt that's prone to have been made by that. He is, so. like, the downfall. He's, like, the main example of, like, WWE... Just pushing somebody because they have big muscles and are shooting mad steroids, man. Um, and to cousin Chris in the chat room, I, he was in OVW years ago. I guess before he was, well, before you saw him in WWF. Yeah, he was called. I actually have a DVD of some OVW um, with him on there. He was called Leviathan, mm-hmm. like the uh, magic card. Remember that? Uh, more, I'm, I'm not a magic guy, but a really? lot of the other guys are. Um, more like mid two thousands. Yeah. In the, this decade and who was talking shit he on was John Morrison the other podcast man who was who that was talking shit on I forget who you guys said it was, was. it was it in a uh, an email I think it was an email I and think you guys it, were all like it was, it was probably like Machiavelli because I know he was running uh, down a lot of stuff I don't know why he said that he said something like I hate everybody who likes John Morrison or something and you guys were all like well I like John Morrison he's pretty good <laughs> John Morrison is my favorite wrestler man. he and he, WWE. He's, you know, granted, he's another guy that, you know, kind of took some shortcuts to get the body he did, but he did, he did the, you know, he at least said, you know, because I remember when Eminem came out, like, you know, John, he was just another guy, and for whatever reason, they said, you know, let's, you know, do a little bit of, of uh, change to our diets or whatever, and they got the abs, which, which I know Missy enjoys. Uh, and, and, you know, just got the new look and it worked for the gimmick and everything. And yeah. it just took off from there. The moves that he's been doing ever since he won that title, the ECW title, he has been amazing, man. I mean, he's just impressed me with so many different moves that I've never seen anybody else do. And it, and it was just the right shift in character too, I think. I mean, it was a little weird at first. Oh, it was yeah. like, you know, John Morrison, you know, what the hell? And, and even right. his stuff with Miz. Have you seen the dirt sheet? Yeah, I watched it all. It's hilarious. Yeah, it's pretty funny. 
I mean, these are two guys that can get out there and, and have fun, and and it's it's entertaining. And uh, you know, who knows where these guys are going to end up? I mean, I could see these guys coming out and being an RDX if they're given the chance. Yeah, I don't know the Miz. Yeah, he's definitely good too, but. John Morrison is just on another level than pretty much anybody. I mean, he's the next Shawn Michaels, how they say. I think really... I don't know about a Shawn Michaels, but he's definitely up there. Yeah. His uh, his gimmick, I mean, is really good, too. And the way that he portrays it, and whenever he gets on the mic, he really says, like, some good things mm-hmm. for his gimmick, too. I, I love I love the rhyming he does, like the old, the old Jim Morrison door stuff. Like he talks about the the palace of wisdom. Wisdom. Yeah. Was it? There's no sh- there's no flip flops in the palace of wisdom or something. You said the other day it was just yeah, completely he stuff like fucking that all the time. crazy. And he said that he was like if Jesus knew karate or something. But whenever he's commentating a while ago, there was a comment a few weeks ago. I never I never got to get around to talking about it. But I remember there was an interview with the Dudley Boys, which. By the way, I, I don't know what happened at lockdown. I have not looked at any results. That's why we haven't talked much about it. But I was definitely looking forward to it. Um, but the build-up for their cage war games lock lethal lockdown match has mm. been amazing. Yeah. Like and the Dudley. The I du- don't know. I don't know. The Dudleys coming out the, and cutting their promos have been really good. But there was one word where Bubba Ray Dudley came out and was like, "If if God was a heel, he'd be the Dudleys." I didn't hear that. It was like a month ago. Yeah. I don't know. I don't think... The thing that they messed up on that lockdown build, I think, was... They started putting all them people against each other. And having a match with every single one of them. And, like, once it came... It was like you already seen them. All That's what anybody does. How many times do we see some combination? Yeah. Uh, last year, especially, I remember it, it was pretty bad. Where we every week we saw some handicap combination of the people in the three-way match at WrestleMania. Yeah. Last year. I hate whenever they do that. It's just like I'm sick of seeing the these guys TNA, in the ring together. They really overdid it this time. Like mm-hmm. their last Impact or something, they put like everybody against each other that was in that match. Mm-hmm. I don't know. And Man Mike says, just because Joey Mercury is the next Marty Jannetty doesn't mean Morrison is the next HBK. <laughs> Actually, <laughs> I don't know. That's a pretty good point. Um, Joey Mercury is the next Marty Jannetty. Yeah, uh, yeah because he's he the is, one that didn't go gone. anywhere, you know? Yeah. It's well, we- nobody will ever be HBK. But yeah, well, it's very, it's really weird because you see, we saw Marty Jannetty wrestle on Saturday, and then I sit there and watch Monday with Shawn Michaels kicking uh, the teeth out of Jericho. I'm just like, wow, yeah, you know, could could have been a different way, you know. What if that was Marty Jannetty still there? <laughs> what if Marty Jannetty? Shawn Michaels was still. the one that we've seen in another. As he asked, how was Marty this weekend? I, she might have missed earlier. We we're talking about. Uh, well, basically, the Marty Jannetty Virgil match was uh, can be summed up in a lot of uh, crowd pops getting up on yeah. the, the the turnbuckle. He did for more five than minutes, half of it. and then uh, uh, Virgil beating down on Marty Jannetty, and then Marty Jannetty uh, pulling Hit like two drop kicks, maybe. <laughs> I I swear his only offense was when he won at the end, and that was really? it. And I think it was an accident. Yeah, so, that was weird. I don't know what was up. I mean, now your guy looked too bad, you know, for you know not being in nothing major. Yeah, well, I guess Marty looks as good as he did when you saw him on TV like a year ago. 
So. He was like, I don't know what, I don't know what I seen him on that he was like, was that on WWE TV that I seen him that like, he was like broke and like he needed just money. Marty Jannetty, right? I know uh, one He's of the, like living in a trailer home or something. Well, one of the issues was uh, they wouldn't. He started his program with WWE, and then they realized that he couldn't leave the state because he was on probation. Oh my! I didn't hear that. That's why they kind of dropped that whole thing kind of immediately. So. Oh, oh yeah, he was on the 15th anniversary show, and he came out in the old rockers gear. That's yeah. Cool. Yeah. Then there's that. Yeah, the one rockers reunion. So I'm sure he's got some kind of legends contract with WWE to get, so they can release all those old rockers figures and everything, and and he's getting royalties at least. The know. thing that's like sad though is how like wrestling can cross over into like reality, mm-hmm. because if you look at it like Shawn Michaels threw him through that barbershop window, it was Brutus the Barber Barber Beefcake's like interview session, I guess. We were both there Saturday. That's kind of interesting. And he threw Janetti, Shawn Michaels threw Janetti through the glass. And really, ever since then, since their tag team broke up, Marty Janetti's career went down the drain. So it's like nah. something that was fake. You know, they're going through a storyline. You know what? But he had a few decent years on the mid card. He was Intercontinental Champion. I believe it was the, the first title change on Raw. I was just actually reading today. Uh, was uh, Shawn Michaels dropping the belt to Marty Janetti? Oh, I didn't know that. Maybe it was just a short time after that, though. I don't know. I, I, I don't, heard that like they tried to push him after that, and it just didn't work. Well, they didn't do anything for the feud. Like There should have been a monster feud out of that. Yeah. That reminds me of uh, Sparkplug Holly, too, for some reason. The Silent Ninja's the Sleepy Ninja tonight. <laughs> <laughs> this show, we need to pick it up, I guess. The excitement. Oh, well, we're getting some good conversations, so, you know. Where is everyone, Jenny? Um, everybody's doing their taxes. Where's Santino Morella? Can Santino Morella call <laughs> in here? Santino, if you're listening, please. Santino hasn't showed up much after uh, Jimmy DeMarco shut him down. I know, I haven't heard him for a while. <laughs> we want to talk to Santino about his number one tag title contendership. <laughs> um, I, I want a piece of news in here uh, that I, I saw something about... Uh, Joey Styles being taken off ECW announced team, but mm. it was confirmed in the chat room that he's possibly being replaced by Mac- Mike Adamley. Oh my god, no way. Mike you Adamley can't even pronounce the wrestlers' names right. Okay, so, you know, maybe Mike Adamley's lost a step, but I think if you give him some time, <laughs> it'll be just as good as the American Gladiator days, and no. it'll be amazing. No way. Mike Adamley will never be anything i'm telling you they're warming him up to it they actually put him in with a wrestler this week they're hiring a guy that doesn't even know nothing about wrestling so why would you you talking about anatomy yeah well remember they were trying to court uh, uh mike goldberg from uh ufc at one time what does he know. have to do with wrestling yeah but he might know something about it like that guy is just in another world like mm-hmm. he's not catching on man i'm telling you even last night, he, like, blotched something whenever he only had, like, a... He only had to ask somebody one question. I forget who he was interviewing. Or he was interviewing William Regal. He hit the microphone into him while he was do- going up and down doing exercises. 
Oh, yeah. Yeah, he, like, went to go and stick it to his face, and he hit him in the chest or something with the mic, and it was like, psh. I don't know if you... When I was looking at IRS videos today, um, I I was reminded of one of my favorite old announcers, uh, Sean Mooney. I don't know who that is. Always, uh, you'll, I'll, I'll show you here in a little bit. How about bit. Todd Pentengale? Todd Pentengale. <laughs> How about Mike Grisham getting the uh, celebratory kiss this week from yeah, Mickey James? That was pretty cool. I She did that before, I think, to him. Did you see whenever she was on Heat, she'd been given uh, all the girls kisses, and it was like the kiss of death. Yeah. She'd bend him over and kiss him, and then she'd give him, like, a spin kick. She did that for, like, three weeks straight, and then never did it again. Yeah, that was tight. I was, I was digging I'd that. I love when she does that. It was shit. like that, the kiss that, of death. It's like the, uh... <laughs> the one where she grabbed Trish's crotch at, uh, at WrestleMania and then licked her fingers, which they edited from the DVD. <laughs> yeah. Like, are you kidding me? That. That it's TV-14. They need to go back to making Mickey, like, a psychopath. That's yes. the thing that wrestling messes up, man, whenever... Somebody, whenever the crowd starts catching on to somebody and starts popping them, they change. They want to change them to face or change their gimmick or something, and that's not right. Like LAX, they were getting over as heels, pretty much as faces, like opposite. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. As being heels, they were being faces. But then TNA changed them to face, and now well, they're TNA, just like there. TNA is kind of really interesting right now because. Now nobody's a heel and nobody's a face. Yeah, you're right. Which is, I mean, I, I, there's, I think you still have the obvious ones like you know who who's really going to like Bobby Roode or Black Rain or Relic. You know, I like you Black know, Rain. you know, Relic is killer backwards. <laughs> yeah, I do. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, but then then I want honestly, it's another one of those. If I notice TNA starts something, <laughs> WWE turns around and does it better. Shawn Michaels and Batista is a perfect example. Chris Jericho is a perfect example. Yeah. What is Shawn Michaels and Batista? What are you comparing that to? Well, again, teenagers kind of like they they have that ad like you know blurring the lines, you know, uh, you know that that there's no heels and faces. They're all just you know uh, have heat and everything. But then you have Shawn Michaels and Batista, and you listen to Shawn Michaels and Batista. And both of them think they're right. Yeah. Nobody's being an asshole, you know, in their own minds. Which really, you know, if it goes the right way, you know, it could turn either and one of them into the perfect heel. Yeah. I think which they it has could it. go Batista heel. And then Jericho out of nowhere, like he had been kind of leaning towards this, but he definitely went full bore this week. Like just came out and was the cocky asshole yeah but he's still not a bad guy yeah jericho is really on the border i think they're going towards a heel turn with him it's really interesting i think i think they're gonna take it just one step he's gonna be one of those it's a heel turn but everything can still like him because they were already doing that with them with hardy remember they had him come out against hardy and you were like what the heck man these are two faces Whenever they had him uh, come out against Jeff Hardy, what what are they saying? Oh, uh, they're talking about uh, Adam Lee and Taz could be worse than Weston Tanay. And uh, oh, wait, Weston Tanay, Don West, oh. and Mike Tanay. I have something to say about Don West. I like Don <laughs> West. I like Don West as a person. I'm like not Don sure West. if I he's not. Yes, as a person. Okay, definitely. Don. <laughs> How can you not like him as a person? Seriously. He's trying his best, man. He is. He's I gotta give him that. shopping network. 
<laughs> He's slamming baseball cards. Come on. He really got to give him a lot of credit. I hate Mike Tanay. I think Mike Tanay is the one that. Well, the Mike Tanay used to be the shit as far as wrestling know. goes. Back in the day on WCW, yeah, when decent. you had to compare him to Tony Schiavone, and and God, you know, God bless Bobby Heenan trying to make that whole situation work. He did his best, and and made it you know made me not turn the channel half the time. But uh, then they lost him. I was all over. Like Shivani and Tanay, I just couldn't stand it anymore. Even Scott Hudson was pretty decent in comparison. Um, but yeah, no, I could. Tony uh, Mike Tanay needs to go back to, you know, the professor days. You know, he needs to do something. He's he, like a robot. He, you can tell he's being pushed and pushed and pushed to put these things over, and. It, it just feels completely artificial with him. Uh, and Don West, it, it feels like he's going to have a heart attack. Uh, like More so than I've ever worried about JR. <laughs> yeah. but. I think Michael Cole and Coach definitely have to be the worst now, though. Relatively, I thought yeah. Coach would be better, actually, than JBL at first, but obviously not. I didn't even like JBL at first, but he definitely grew on me. I actually liked JBL at first, and he got old with me. Mm-hmm. I was excited about him being a commentator, and I think the thing that it was is that he was like more of a heel when he started, and then as time went on, he started being just he kind of went the back and forth, and he, he was yeah. more frank with everything. And I'm that... not with that. I'm I like it whenever it's a total face and a total heel. That's mm-hmm. the best commentary team, and and he still played enough of it. I think he's like you know, like. Especially the the you know cool I really do hate you. Yeah. Comments. He the only make. part that was entertaining in the end was him saying stuff to Michael Cole, like cutting him down and stuff. But some of the stuff that JBL would say, I really thought was stupid and I didn't agree with. Towards the end. Hmm. I don't know. Just certain things like he acts like he knows what he's talking about all the time and saying all these things and everybody was praising like his commentating skills towards the end and after a while i really just didn't see it i, I just found an article um it says it's announced today's at today's smackdown ecw taping in london england and mike adamley is the new announcer for ecw oh my he god he is set to call oh tonight's entire god. broadcast the word going around backstage is that at the show is that joey styles will be moved to another area within the company Oh, Joey Styles is going to take coach's job. <laughs> Maybe that's it. Well, again, yeah. and there's a lot of work. <laughs> Sorry, Missy. Um, there's a lot of words going around that that with the draft that they're going to bump up SmackDown for their big network change at the at the end of the season since they're moving over to my network TV, which I, will be a nice fun game again of everybody figuring out if they have it on their provider in their area, <laughs> just like when the UPN first came out. I have UPN for years. I got some pretty good wrestling news. Are you hmm. ready for this one? I'm ready. Have you heard about Tori Wilson? No. We may never see Tori Wilson in the ring again. Was it? The doctors have told her that her back is so messed up that she might not ever. She should never step into the ring again. What has she done? I don't know what happened. I really don't know. That's just what I heard from like some other podcast or something. Some internet site, you know. You actually listen to another podcast with this? I listen to all the podcasts, man. <laughs> I watch every show. I listen to all the podcasts at my work. 
every day, man. And I've been gathering all the news, and Tori Wilson is what I found out today. She may never step foot in a ring again. That was pretty cool. My phone just rang against my Rockstar cam. Okay, it's T. I'm getting Twitters from T. Rack now, guys. You're at the T underscore Rack if you want to see what he has to say. I know he's still. I haven't listened to him in a while, but he's still doing his podcast. Do you listen to T. Rack's Torture no, Rack? No. But I'm meaning to check him out. He would be yeah, 30, 35 ish episodes in. I'm sure he's getting pretty good by now. But uh, what else do we got here? Um, in other news, the King of the Ring comes back next week. Yeah, that's true. Randomly. Randomly, because they got the uh, TV time for three hours because they said they were going to do the Hillary and uh, Obama thing. They probably told USA, like, we're going to have so many viewers because we're going to do this presidential thing. They're like... Well, the other thing is USA is pushing them to do more three-hour shows. Yeah, because they get mad viewers. Mm Mm-hmm. So they're just thinking, what can they come up with, you know? They just threw it together real fast. It would have been advertised way more if they didn't just think of it now. You know what I mean? <laughs> so they, they obviously just came up with it. Yes, definitely. Now, I seen it uh, last night when I was watching Raw. I seen like the sign towards the side that said King of the Ring. I'm like, does that say King of the Ring? Mm-hmm. And I only seen it for a second, and I'm like, no, that didn't say King of the Ring. I didn't notice it until after they first mentioned it. I didn't notice it until the advertisement came on. But I seen it right in the beginning, and I was like, King of the Ring. I'm like, yeah, right. I thought it just <laughs> said, like, Vengeance or something. It's really interesting, because like, I've always known King of the Ring as the pay-per-view. and But if you go, especially on the Wikipedia page, it was a tournament held in, like, New England somewhere. Really? For, like, five years before they ever did that. Huh. Well, they did it last year on SmackDown. Yeah. And I don't know what they did before that. Well, no, they did, I thought it was a year before that, whenever the King Booker stuff Whenever happened. I think of King of the Ring, you know who I think of? Hmm. King Mabel. <laughs> right away. That's my oh, most memorable. Uh, Miss, Missy says she thinks she wants to see King Umanga. I do, definitely. He need, That would be the way to use it. It would be like uh, American King Haku. Nobody, yeah, nobody else... It's not gonna work on anybody else. It's not well, gonna do anything for anybody else except for. Umar. Let's let's look at the lineup here because they they finally announced it. I had it right here. Except I heard that they took it back off. Actually, hmm. The site is what my brother said today. Well, this article lists Chris Jericho, Umanga, Shawn Michaels, CM Punk, Batista, Big Show, Triple H, and MVP. Well, there's no way Umaga's gonna win. I'll tell you right now. I don't know. There's no way. I think Triple H or Big Show, maybe. I could see tri- I could see Triple H. I could see Big Show. I could see Jericho. I could see Triple H because... You know, honestly, I can see anybody except for Batista winning this. I don't know. I could see Batista, too. Or maybe that's their big plan for Batista to uh, get over again. I see Triple H because of the King of Kings DVD. Mm-hmm. Just another King reference for him to be like, I'm the King... The ring. I don't know. That's gonna be a waste, though. I think he he won the King of the Ring before, though. Back in the day, as Hunter Hearst Helmsley. I have to look that up now. Yeah. Um. Hmm. So. I can remember King Mabel, Triple H, Owen Hart, and uh, obviously King Booker. 
I don't know who else is king of the ring. Can you think of any? Is it Brent Owen? Stone Cold? Stone Cold? I don't remember that. That was when he beat... That's when he declared Austin 316 means I just what's, kick your ass. What's your most there memorable... There we go. Brett, Owen, Mabel, Austin, Triple H, Billy Gunn, Angle, Edge. That, uh, that's that's uh, the winners of all the pay-per-views that they had. And of course Booker T when they brought it back. In one second I'll bring up a list. What's like the most memorable match that you have from all of wrestling? From all of wrestling? Yeah. Or like the one match. Well, I, I can tell you my earliest memory of a match that I remember seeing live, well, you know, live on TV, um, and remembering it. It was uh How about just like the biggest one you got the most hyped up for? Hmm. I think they might almost be one and the same. Because uh, for me, it's the the biggest one, like earliest, at least biggest one, was uh, the Paul Orndorff, Hulk Hogan, uh, blue steel cage match on Saturday Night's main event. Yeah, like that, cool. I remember clearly as day watching that on sa- late Saturday night, and that was you know that was pretty cool. Um, I'd say the most hyped match, probably Rock and Hogan. You were just. Well, you were excited for that. Oh, that, that just, that's one of those matches you sit there at home watching that and you've got goosebumps. Yeah. Mine was uh, the Shawn Michaels Bret Hart Iron Man match back in like 96 when mm-hmm. Shawn Michaels finally won the title. I was so hyped up for that. I was just thinking about that last night. Here we go. Here's, here's the winner starting in 1985 Don Morocco, Harley Race, Randy Savage. Ted DiBiase, Tito Santana, Bret Hart. Actually, Bret Hart won, uh, well, he won 91, they didn't have it, and then 93 is when they started the pay-per-views, and he won the first one. And then, of course, uh, all the way through, Billy Gunn, Angle, Edge, and then 2002 they had it, and Brock Lesnar won. I think he had that on the list. No, he didn't have that on the list. <laughs> Some fighter rage just came in the chat room and said, Repo Man, FTW. But uh, I the other one I could say I got excited about, but unfortunately probably disappointed me. Uh, the couple of things that WCW did right: Hogan and Piper and Hogan and Sting. Yeah. Because I was sold on the Hogan and Sting thing. The ending to it wasn't very good, um, but the Hogan Piper one was good until it. We didn't realize until he won that it wasn't for the title. <laughs> I don't remember that that was. And honestly, Hogan and uh, Hogan Goldberg was a big one. We for for the NWO era, me and my father were huge, huge WCW marks. Yeah, I huge. Because we hadn't wa- honestly we had not watched wrestling for like four years because there was no point because we didn't have cable, and we got just as that was uh, kicking off with NWO. So we really got into it since that was a lot of guys that we were familiar with. Course. You have you don't have WWE twenty four seven, do you? No, I don't, because then I wouldn't be having time to do the show. Yeah, I have it, and if you go back and watch the old Raws and mm-hmm. the old Nitros, oh my god, they're pretty rough. Raw is shit, <laughs> and Nitro is off the hook. Now are you talking? Are you talking back in the day? Because I, I remember mean, the okay. Manhattan Center. It's it's I, okay, okay. The Raw is okay, but the thing that's wrong with it. Way more than half of it is all promos, man. 
That was always the problem with it. And WCW is like TNA. It's like nonstop action. It's all like... And then they'll have these cruiserweight matches on the old WCW. The whole crowd will be silent. They won't even give a shit what's going on. And these dudes will be doing like flips out of the ring and like the craziest shit. And if you seen it today, you'd be marking out. And these yeah. heads in the crowd are like, just because they're nobodies, they're like just sitting there like this. You look at this old stuff, man, and it's amazing. I'm telling you. The one dude, uh, Super Calo. Super Calo. I seen yeah. him on the last. Because he got the hat sewn yeah. onto the mask and the glasses. Yeah, yeah the I remember mask. him. For for a period, I think I had him confused with Super Crazy. He is sick, man. He is awesome. And the last two episodes that I watched on the WWE 24 seven. The one, he does a flip out of it, like a Tope Conhilo, like Homicide does. Mm -hmm. He does it over the dude, like he hits like his back, and he goes into the crowd and like crushes this kid. He like just lands in the crowd on this Tope Conhilo. And they do so many just crazy jumps in them cruiserweight matches that you don't even see today. Yeah, I remember that was, that was the big hook back then was was seeing those luchadors going because it was completely different yeah wcw back then that was the prime i don't think anything ever will beat that in wrestling mm -hmm. and like it was the perfect so many mix different the angles it had the nwo going against wcw and then there was like the mortis and wrath going against glacier that was awesome man i'm that telling you that didn't end well but you know <clears throat> Them dudes were tight. Mortis and Glacier. I love Mortis. Then he and had Glacier. like Raven uh, establishing his flock. Yes, that didn't have. I haven't seen that yet. I think that's going to happen soon. But now, what's going on right now? As far as like NWO, I could probably give you an idea. The NWO Wolfpack hasn't been developed yet. It's okay. still an NWO Black and White. Excellent. And that, that because Wolfpack was the last like okay, you know, last last yeah. cool thing that happened with NWO. The Macho Man and Hulk Hogan are starting to have some turmoil in the w NWO, I think. Oh, yeah. But it's like uh, they beat up Roddy Piper at a pay-per-view, and Ric Flair didn't show up for the match or something. I don't know what happened. <laughs> That's just what happened and at the time. There's been a lot of weird shit started I don't remember what happened back then, but it was like uh, him and Roddy Piper were supposed to take on the Outsiders, I think, at one of the pay-per-views. And Ric Flair somehow didn't show up because of, like, family problems or something. Or if that's the one where uh, he was supposed to go to his son's wrestling <clears throat> meet or something. Yeah, his son isn't wrestling in it yet at yeah. the time now that it's on. They start working them in. I think you get Daphne. Daphne was a shit. I don't know Daphne. She was, the well, know. she was the goth chick that came out with Dave and Crowbar. And Crowbar was cool. Devin Storm, I think his name is. I didn't know that she was on WCW. Yeah, that's what I know her from. Jeez. I only know her from just, like, recently, like, seeing her on Independence and stuff. She, all she would do was stand outside of the ring and scream her head off. Kind of like mm. Melina does now, but not as annoying. Yeah. Have you ever heard of Mischief? I heard of her recently, and I was going to try to look her up. They were talking about her on Between the Ropes, I think, last week. She's from, like, Shimmer, and I guess she took, like, that girl's gimmick. Oh, yeah? But she screams, like, way louder than she could ever scream. This girl mischief, she screams so loud, man. She's like, I can't do it. She has green hair. Green hair. And she spits the green mist, yeah. So I should look up Shimmer if I'm looking for her, because I've been trying yeah, to. Yeah, if anybody likes women's wrestling, then you need to see Shimmer, because whoever you see on there is going to be who you see in, like, a year on, like, WWE or TNA. 
all their talent is getting like taken out from WWE. Kind of like, and kind of like how uh, ROH used to be the precursor to TNA. Yeah, definitely. Well, uh, I, apparently, I just got in. We have two emails, so we're gonna muscle through these. Oh, Mike, you wrote a long one tonight. Says Mad Mike Mail. Where the fuck have I been? Edition. Says greeting Mayhemers and the King of Frown. It's a terrific. What? Oh, sorry, I have to get in promo mode. It's that terrific Lay who just celebrated his birthday, and no Sorgatron I never ever pay for some sweet vajayjay. It's goddamn Mike Mail. Goddamn Mike. Sorry. Okay, guys, since I've been gone for two weeks, let me give you an itinerary of where in the world has was Mad Mike. First, I was off in Vegas for a pre-birthday celebration, and I tried to keep the mayhem running wild in Sin City. I partook in an inadvertent cougar hunt, uh, got to see the end of SmackDown, drank a three-foot yard full of strawberry daiquiri, and got my head pulled between a female bartender's legs and had booze poured down my throat. Then to top it all off, I listened to the mayhem show on the plane ride back. So pretty fantastic trip. That'll, that'll probably fill a plane ride pretty good. Get yeah. a week show on there. Get you get you halfway across the country. Then I got back to the city and was dragged all over for my birthday and tried to inform you guys of my doings on my actual birthday. And I do want to give huge props to all of you guys for singing and everything. It really picked up my day, especially since I wasn't looking too forward to this birthday. Uh, then last weekend, I hit two different brother Jimmys and walked away with a total of five alligators. So needless to say, drinks were had. Have you seen the pictures of the no. alligators? They're fish bowls about this big. Oh yeah, I heard you guys talk about them. With the giant straws and an alligator in it. Yeah, whenever Chad the Shad was on, he was talking about I think it. I think every one of our MySpace pages has a picture of that. Yeah, I want to try that one day, definitely. Anyway, on to wrestling. Which I don't like it. Lockdown actually looked like it wasn't uh, that bad of a show, and I'm thinking of actually ordering it. It's about time TNA did something right and got the belt off angle. But this means we are going to be treated to the classic of Joe versus Steiner. <laughs> I, I got I to gotta step aside for a second. There was a promo this week that was relating Scott Steiner and what he's doing to initiate um, uh, Petey Williams to like the underground like the masons or something the what are they talking about it's like the freak club or something i don't know it was like but they it was like they inserted all this stuff about um the underground like illuminati stuff i thought like that's what it felt like in the promo yeah that they ran it was completely ridiculous and now i'm scared anyways he was shocking his nipples i know that <laughs> so fucking weird okay I like the Super Eric gimmick okay, but I have a feeling it's going to get played out very quickly. And did you guys know that Relic is killer spelled backwards? Crazy stuff. He said that like three times in the chat room tonight. Fuck TNA, for the record. Raw this past week was such an amazing show, much better than last week. I love the role they have uh, Jericho in now. In fact, I could even see Jericho keep pushing Michaels until Jericho reveals that he was the one who told Vince to suggest the retirement thing. Thus making Jericho the heel of the summer. And setting up a Jericho-Michaels Hell in a Cell for SummerSlam. The main event scene for Backlash looks like they really had no plans post-Mania. It always kind of looks like that. Um... 
Although it's nice to see the tag titles and the U.S. belt will actually be defended, the Hillary Obama thing sounds fucking ridiculous, but King of the Ring had me excited, then furious, then excited again. I'm glad that the first list of uh, KOTR competitors isn't final, because that angered me, and I was uh, going to do a whole rant on it, but I'm predicting that we'll see King Kennedy. Kennedy. Anyway, guys, I'll leave this leave you this week since I didn't get to see uh, that much of wrestling but experts expect a return uh, to the normal format for next week oh yeah and one more thing Mad Mike is going to Super Indie 9 days bitch oh mayhem you you got what I need <laughs> we need to do like a remix all mayhem version of that yeah so and of <laughs> wow um the juggler Jamie Mao Needs no introduction. Hi, non-lunchbox. I watch TNA, but with no volume. It way better to listen to. Also, I get it. Relic is killer, spelled backwards, and I don't care what is going on at the back. <laughs> War Games looks like it could be a good match. I watched Planet Terror, and was it was the best movie ever, and the diva needs to lose a leg, and the illness is for Lita's badge. It time for Lunchbox Shirt of the Week. Number one. I'm the man in the box, bitch. Big blue rubber dicks. Metal. Jamie. That was all in caps at the end. So there you have it. We actually got some mail this week. That was pretty cool. So, uh... Let me just double check because we didn't get any uh, voicemails. And, uh... King Frown. Yes. What did you learn from wrestling this week? And, and chat rumors, please join us with what you learned as well. I learned that... I don't know. This is hard. Silent Ninja, what did you learn from Legends this week? Um, they wrestled quite differently back then. <laughs> that is very true. <laughs> Alright, I know what I learned. I learned that becoming a wrestling legend and having all these people all over the world look up to you is not going to save your life or stop you from taking like crack and shooting heroin in your arm and destroying your life. Hmm. And I learned that a lot of people that made it in the wrestling business and I don't know. <laughs> The end result of the wrestling business doesn't look too good from Night of the Legends. Because them people's bodies are broken down, man. And they look like they're on drugs. And mm -hmm. some of them can't even talk. Like, Abdullah the Butcher, like, he just mumbles and makes noises and grunts. And then Jake the Snake, And man, stabs people with forks and then they end the match. Yeah, Jake the Snake, I mean, he looks about as good as I expected him to, but still. He looks better than he did. Yeah. I'm happy for what he's doing, but I don't know. All their bodies, man, they just look so beat down. You also got to remember back then, you know, they, you know, it was the era of coke and whatever drugs, yeah. and there wasn't as limitations. So, like, they're broken down on top of everything. With I that. learned that if you want to be a smart wrestler, you need to get in the business, make it to the top, get your money, and just quit. Don't stay in the business until, like, you're so old and you've taken so many steroids that it's just going to kill you. 
Let's all these people know. Yeah. Well, all you wrestlers out there, don't take too many steroids so that they just kill you and destroy your body, okay? <laughs> so anybody, anybody in the wrestling business, because, you know, of course you listen to this show. Um, you know, just if you're, you know, you're taking steroids, look at... Look at the people from the 80s. Be like Brutus the Barber Beefcake. He was the only guy. He's an older dude and he was looking okay. But everybody mm. else, man, they were. But I wonder up. if they're still on steroids just <laughs> and just managing them better. I don't know. That one dude was definitely still shooting something. The Warlord. The Warlord. The Warlord was turning purple with yeah. all the shit. Yeah, that was, that was kind of crazy because we're just standing there and the demolition coming in. I'll look over. Like, he's fucking purple. Is he holding his breath? It's <laughs> <laughs> ridiculous. Like I turned my dad, I'm like, is, are you seeing this? That would be somebody they should get on the, uh, the Juggalo stuff. What's it called, uh... The Gathering? Or the... What's the video that I had or whatever? Oh, the how many times where they had, like, Honky like, Tonk Man in it? With Hollywood Chuck Hogan, you know? Oh, that one, yeah. Okay. Strangle Mania. Strangle Mania. Yeah, they need to have that dude on Strangle Mania. Those, I- no, those dudes were at the gathering a couple years ago. Really? And like wrestled ICP and everything. Oh my. I could see, I could just hear them ICP talking about them dudes like, this dude's turning purple. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And, um, well, I guess it's that time. Well, wait, we're not done. Uh, you did a thing. I did. He did a thing. I didn't do a thing. Uh, I learned that uh, I've never appreciated Erwin R. Steiser until this day, when it actually had a Wrestling Mayhem show on Tax Day. So, and we're going to get to that in a minute. Uh, but other than that, uh, and Legends was pretty cool, and always it was it was a great show. Yeah. You know, even with like the guys that could you know partially work, you know, and everything, it was great to see those guys that say, "Hey, I saw." Definitely. Snake Roberts, I got to see the Dream Team fighting, you know, I got to see Jimmy Hart, you know, uh, you know, even if they weren't in their, you know, top form of their careers or anything, it was still, you know, something pretty cool to Definitely. see, you know, but, um, well, I guess other than that, uh, any plugs, we got, we got MySpace, right? Yeah, MySpace.com backslash forward slash King Frown. Thanks. Go check out King Frown's music. It's a hit in all of the locker rooms across uh, the indie scene, apparently. And I got a new track coming out in a few days that is just going to be... It's going to blow you away. It's going to be fouler than I've ever... The foulest thing that I've ever wrote. It's disgusting. I don't even like it myself. I'm I'm disgusting. I don't know, man. (laughs) Um... (laughs) If if it's if it if it can beat Dirty Napkin, then I'm all for it. That it has to do with sex. It's like sex all the time. No 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 no. What do you hear, Dirty Napkin, on that CD I just gave you? Oh, okay. uh, <laughs> um. Well, also check out ChachiSays.com. Our buddy Chachi here from the show. Check out all of our blogs and everything. Uh, they are shit. Are we listed anywhere? I'm sure I listed this somewhere. Yes, I did. No, I didn't. All right. Anyways, yeah, go check out like SirPsychoSexy.net, uh, Thoughtful Nature of Man, which is linked off of there. Uh, check out our MySpace pages, myspace.com slash WrestlingMayhemShow, and we're all linked off of that, of course. And if you're not on there, I will be putting you on the top friends list there, uh, Frown. Thanks. So you can go check him out, too. Check out Crap. Crap has two shows coming up here in the Pittsburgh area. 
monkeyflingspoo.com, myspace.com slash crapthemusic. Uh, we will be in Glassport on at uh, The Subculture on this Saturday, April 19th. Sounds good. Oh, wait, I have the flyers right here in front of me. And uh, we are playing with a whole shitload of people in something called a Kamikaze Hip Hop Showcase. Mm. I think we draw straws on our order. <laughs> and uh, I, the week after that, on my other flyer I have in front of me, it will be Saturday, April 26th, here in Pittsburgh at the school just off of Ohio River Boulevard on 65, or off 65. Uh, crap will be playing Mystery Sneak, Shaky Shake, Lily Insane, MCK, Paul Hammond, and uh, some people coming from Maryland, apparently. Uh, if you're in the area and want tickets, I have them for five bucks, two bucks off the door, and there's seven there. And I think the Skyline one was five dollars to get in. So uh, check all those out. MonkeyFlingsPoo.com, MySpace.com/slash/CrapTheMusic, and don't forget IWCWrestling.com. Super Indie is next Friday, and the other local guys. PWX will have a website soon, I hear. And uh, CWFStars.com, <laughs> FNW Wrestling, I think, is the other one up in Butler. And uh, there might be some new guys in town soon. We'll talk about those in a couple weeks. Some shit going on behind the scenes. Um, well, on that note, I think I will let everybody go. And uh, I will uh, leave you with a special message on this tax day. Uh, this is Sorg. This is King Brown. The Silent Ninja. And, and pay your taxes. That's all I have to say. Peace. Holler. Word. It's not working. It's not working yet. My computer's being retarded. We didn't plan this through. There we go. It's, not, it's still not working. King Brown. Stall. Freestyle. Something. Silent Ninja. Freestyle. Silent Ninja is the shit. Silent <laughs> Ninja is the shit. Yeah. Hey, yeah. we put together a pretty good show for Off the Fly. Like, hey, you want to participate? Yeah. We got an interview. We have three wrestlers calling. We did pretty good. Just because yeah. we fucked up the ending doesn't mean anything, okay? We have more to talk about, too. Like, we didn't even get to it. We I always have had, more to talk about. I had the TNA lockdown in my bag, man. I just watched it. It was, it was a decent TNA. show. It was decent, but I wouldn't recommend ordering it on the replay. So, <laughs> take that to the bank. There you go. Wow, this didn't work at all. This, this, I had this big plan for tax day, and this completely did not work one bit. <laughs> Here it comes. This is so awesome. There's no sound, though. There you go. Give you a break. Have a good day. You slime. IRS never gives anyone a break, especially a tax cheat like you. But please, I, I lost the receipt. You know, with, with my wife in the hospital and the medical insurance only going so far... I'm really under a lot of stress. Hey, you're making me cry, but it's not going to work. Because you're going to pay your fair share of tax just like everyone else. Now get out of my office. I've got a lot of work to do. But, please. No buts. Go on, get out of here. I have some important business to attend to. Recently, I've found out that Coliseum video fans are some of the biggest tax cheats in the world. I suppose as I speak, 
You're home making a copy of this tape right now. I suppose also you've never seen the FBI warnings on the tape. <laughs> but don't be alarmed because Erwin R. Scheister has a real treat for you today. I'm going to be giving you some tax tips. I like to call them Erwin R. Scheister's top 10 tax tips. And if you follow these tips, you'll become a law-abiding citizen and pay your fair share in taxes. Tip number 10 goes like this. Stop claiming your pet animals as household dependents. Number nine, start claiming all that cash you made at your last garage sale. Number eight, stop hiding those tips under the mattress. Number seven, Get rid of that gas-guzzling four-door and try walking to work to cut down on your fuel expense claims. Number six, start claiming all that money you made mowing the neighbor's lawn while collecting unemployment. Number five, get a priest to sign a receipt for all those so-called Sunday donations. Number four, business expense claims are for that, business not weekend getaways to Orlando. Number three, having your daughter's buck teeth fixed doesn't constitute a proper medical claim. Number two, try mailing your return on time for a change. And the number one tip for all you Coliseum video fans, quit your crying and pay what's due or IRS will audit you. Hey guys, go. Hope you had fun. Go outside and play. This is the Wrestling Mayhem Show. To everybody we just offended, we're sorry. But lighten the fuck up, it's the internet. Thanks to all our fans out there, we really appreciate you listening. Now go and fucking tell some more people about us, huh? We'd like to thank the very fine people at TalkShoe for helping so many of our fans get their wrestling mayhem fix. That's right, TalkShoe.com. Go check us out on the website, chat with us live, find out when our next show is, because we know you want some more. The Wrestling Mayhem Show was recorded live in front of no studio audience in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, and it is a joint venture of WPAJ Radio and WrestlingMayhemShow.com. Good night, Michelle. This show is brought to you by D-Face Marketing. D-Face Marketing. The underground sound you've been missing. Bring it down since 2001. Log on to 